really important we have to do first. Turn to the person next to you and tell him, Jesus loves you and so do I. And if it is a loved one, give him a hug and a kiss. Raise your hand if you got missed. Oh, you thought I said, did anyone get kissed? You've got a great spouse. What does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? Let's ask God's blessing upon his word. Our gracious and loving Father, it's beyond the words of human to say how fantastic you are. We even made a song called How Awesome is Our God. And that doesn't do it. But someday we will see you face to face. And everything in this earth will pass away. And we will be so excited. And we'll be able to be excited for all eternity. Because that's how big a God you are. We ask the blessing upon your word. We pray that Jesus will be everything. That we'll lift him up higher and higher and higher for he is our savior he is your son he is our sacrifice and we love Jesus we ask your blessing and for the Holy Spirit to be here to illuminate your word for you have promised that the spirit would lead us into all truth and the truth would set us free from the delusions and errors of Satan. We ask for that to happen this day, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. You are blessed of the Lord, which made heaven and earth. The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the children of men. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my prayers, because he has inclined his ear unto me. Therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. I called upon the name of the Lord, and I said, Deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord, righteous is our God, and he is a God of mercy. What have we studied over the last uh, five weeks? We studied the trust and faith issue. You remember that's how sin started. And that's how Adam and Eve fell. They didn't trust God. But the angels didn't trust God in heaven. And Lucifer was able to take a third of them away from God because of their lack of faith and trust in God. Then we talked about God has a problem. How does he take care of the problem of sin and Satan without alienating everyone in his universe? Then we answered the question, can a dead man sin? Last week, faith is the victory. Now faith 
And now we are up to the next word, is. <laughs> kind of like reading the Bible in slow motion. We're in the book of Hebrews in the 11th chapter in the first verse. We plan to get all the way through the 11th chapter by March or April. <laughs> faith is. Now faith is the substance. So we, we went and we looked at now and we looked at faith. And we said, well, what is faith and, and how does it all work? And, and we discussed that. We found out that grace, which is the power behind the faith, the divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in the life. My grace is sufficient for you. There isn't anyone in this room in the sounding of my voice that lacks the grace necessary to take care of every issue in your life. Then we looked at faith, conviction of the truthfulness of God. In heaven, the angels questioned the truthfulness of God. Adam and Eve questioned the truthfulness of God. Then we found out that faith is a reliance upon Christ for salvation. Now, faith is the substance. So we want to look at that word is. Now, in the Greek, the word is means, that you see it there, it says, it is, it consists. It's all together, but it has more meaning to it. It's found down there, it comes from the word aini, and it is, I exist, I am, I have been, it is I. Jesus Christ is the same today, tomorrow, and forever. How can Jesus Christ be is? Because he exists and has always existed and always will exist. This, there's our verse for us. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Can a dead man exist? In the book of Ezekiel, the 37th chapter, the prophet is taken into this valley. We call it the Valley of Dry Bones. And he's asked the question, Son of man, can these bones live? And what's the answer? Absolutely! With God, nothing is impossible. Sitting in these pews today, we have a lot of dry bones. And you and I have got to live to make it to the kingdom of heaven. But Jesus has promised that he will give us life and he will give it more abundantly than you've already had it. That, 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 that's like you go to the playground every week and then all of a sudden your mom and dad say, we're going to Disneyland. That's so much more than the playground. That's more abundantly. In Christ, all things were made and exist. So let's look at Colossians 1.17. This is taken from the Amplified Bible. And he himself existed before all things, and in him all things consist and cohere and are held together. If Jesus did not think upon you, what would happen? Woo! You'd go every which direction. In little tiny pieces that you wouldn't be able to see. But he holds all of you together. He holds every single part of every single one of us together. And we exist. And we are held together by Jesus. In Galatians it says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Can a dead man exist? Yes. A dead man can exist. Jesus just said it. I am crucified. When Jesus was crucified, did he die? Yes. But it says, I am crucified. So did I die? Yes. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And, and, and to make it plain, so it's not talking about 
a, a spiritual uh, kind of living again. It says, the life I live where? In the flesh. It can overcome sin. It can do everything God wants it to do. Colossians 1.17, we look at this son. God rescued us from the dead-end alleys and dark dungeons. He set us up in the kingdom of the son he loves so much. The son who got us out of the pit we were in and got rid of the sins that we were doomed to keep repeating. We look at this son and we see God who cannot be seen. We look at this son and see God's original purpose in everything created. For everything, absolutely everything above and below and visible and invisible, rank upon rank, rank upon rank of angels, everything got started in Jesus and finds its purpose in Jesus. He was there before any of it came into existence and he holds it all together right up to this moment. That's fabulous. Now we're going to talk about now faith is the substance. We're going to put that all together. So we'll take is first. What does is matter? Well, I heard a voice, a loud voice, saying in heaven, Now is come salvation. You can say it right now. Thank you, Jesus. Right now, as you're looking at this screen, you have an opportunity to choose Jesus as your Savior and have salvation, eternal life, total forgiveness of sin, as if you had never, ever sinned. That's your privilege, right? When? Now. See, in a loud voice, now has come salvation and strength to overcome sin and the kingdom of our God inside of you and the power of His Christ. We probably should be playing the piano right now and singing, there is power, power, wonder-working power. Shouldn't we be singing that? Because there is power in the Word and there's power in Christ and in His blood. Wherefore, as the Holy Spirit says today, which day? If you hear His voice, harden not your heart. Why? This day is salvation come to this house. This is the house of the Lord. And for the Son of Man is come to seek and save that which is lost. Is there anyone here that's lost? Two people, praise the Lord. I'm glad the rest of you have been found. Two people raised their hand and said, I'm lost. What does it say? Jesus is come, is, is when? Right now is come to do what? Seek and save the lost. So two people, Jesus is going to visit them. And the Holy Spirit's going to work in their heart. And it's going to address all the problems they have in their life. One at a time. Not going to come all the big bunch. And deal with that until they have the full peace and assurance of salvation. Now how many of you are lost? You bet, we want that. This day is, why is? Behold, now is the accepted time. You want to be saved? When do you have to be saved? Now. It's always now. Don't pass it up. We were holding evangelistic meetings in this city and Elder Stanley Harris was presenting these evangelistic meetings and he was all on fire and he knew, he knew this one particular person was having a difficult struggle realizing that now is the day of salvation and he kept appealing to this person and they kept turning away. And, and he said, you know, you know God is asking you right now to commit to him. That night he said it to her and he said, you know not what tomorrow holds. Make your decision now. The meeting ended. That person got up, walked out the front door, 
stepped into the street to cross the street and was hit by a truck that they did not see and killed right there in front of the meeting. What day? Now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down. Are you happy about that? Amen. He's cast down. Don't, don't, let, don't let him hassle you. He's cast down. He can't do anything. He's conquered. Faith is full reliance upon Christ for salvation. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. But the name of what? Jesus. Jesus, Jesus is the name. Wherefore, who is able? Jesus, Jesus is able. Able to what? Those two people that raised their hand? Jesus is able to what? Save you. On to the uttermost. He doesn't care what the problems are. He's able to take care of them all. And to save you. And he's going to do it. If you ask him. Whoops. Push the wrong button. Now unto him who is able to keep you from what? Falling. Falling. And to present you how? Faultless. Wow. Two people want to be faultless. The rest of us, we have a problem. Right? Let me ask the question again. How many of you are lost? How many want to be found? How many don't care? Faith, the conviction of the truthfulness of God. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he said and shall he not do it? Or has he spoken and shall he not make it good? About right now, somebody out here in the congregation is saying, Pastor, you did that last week. That same verse. You're so redundant, Pastor. Let me tell you something. I used to do, uh, be in the building trade. And if you lay down the blocks, and you're building the blocks, and you put down new blocks every time, right? How many of you in, in, that have been involved in building anything put, put down the new blocks, so to speak, or you're putting wood, and after you've laid the new blocks, and you're ready to lay the next row, you take the new blocks out and put the next row up on top of them. The Bible says verse upon verse, here a little, there a little. You, you, you cannot come to God's house and think that all you get to hear is brand new things every day. You have to build them on top of each other. And as you build them, you build a great fort. Only those who have fortified their minds with the truths of the Bible will be able to stand through the last great conflict. How many want to stand through the time of trouble? Absolutely, we all want to stand through the time of trouble. Then we've got to fortify our minds. We've got to go over these verses till they stick in our minds. To every man is given a measure of faith. How big is the measure of faith that you're given? Big enough to handle any problem you've got. Any temptation. What does 1 Corinthians 10, 13 say? There is no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not cause you to be tempted above what you are able, but will with every temptation make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Isn't that what it says? It gives every man a measure of faith, and the faith is big enough to take care of any problem. Now, every man is given a measure of faith. Faith is full reliance on Jesus for salvation. If you are relying on yourself in any way, shape, or form, you, you, you're, you're... That's a good way to say it. 
We had to do a project one time. They gave us a whole lot of popsicle sticks. And we had to build a, a, a windmill that was four feet high. And we only had like 15 minutes to build this windmill. And every time we tried to arrange the popsicle sticks in some way that would support the top of the windmill, it fell down. And if you and I are relying on ourselves for salvation, for our thinking about what does the Bible say, say, instead of letting the Bible say what it says, we're just going to fall down. Who cares? That's your chance. I do. Why? Because man, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Amen. Now, remember we colored each one of these words so that we could distinguish that we were talking about which words were important. They're all important, aren't they? Every single one of them we're finding out. So now faith is the substance. Is the substance. Okay. We took care of is, and now we got the. What are we going to do with the word the? How many of you know what the word the means? Ah, oh, you're very careful. <laughs> We're talking about not just any old faith, not just any old substance, not just any old faith. We're talking about the faith. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life I live now in the flesh, I live by what? The faith of the Son of God. Jesus gives you His faith. And this is the faith we're talking about. His faith. Now which faith is His faith? It's the faith of Jesus. It's the faith that worked out in the life of Christ our Savior. It is the faith that survived the cross of Calvary. It is the faith of Jesus. It is the faith that comes forth from the sealed tomb. It is the faith that said, it is finished. It is the faith of Jesus. It's the faith that said, I go to prepare a place for you. It is the faith that will soon say, it is done. He finished salvation at the cross, but he hasn't finished with us. But when he presents us faultless before the throne, and he does that before he comes, when he presents us faultless before the throne, then he is going to throw down his golden censer, which represents the prayers of the saints and his merits together. He will throw that down, and he will say, It is done. And then all heaven will empty and they will come in the cloud of glory down to this earth Amen. to take home everyone, everyone Amen. that believes and trusts in Jesus for Amen. salvation. Has nothing to do with denominations. Keep that in mind. It has to do, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Amen. If you love me, love one another as I have loved you. That's what it's based on. It is the faith of Jesus. It's the faith that said, I am the resurrection and the life. It is the faith of Jesus. It's the faith that said no to every temptation. It is the faith of Jesus. It's the faith that never sinned. Never, ever sin. Let's put this into perspective. Whose life did Jesus live when he came to this earth? My life. My life. Now, there's a lot of people here that weren't here that day. Jesus lived your life perfectly for you. He was your substitute. He died your death. And when he rose from the grave, the scriptures say, if he be risen, we be risen. And he is risen. So when it says he never sinned, never ever, in God's eyes as your substitute, you were saying, I have done it, Lord. 
I've kept the faith. Because you are trusting Jesus to be your substitute. Not just any old substance. The substance. Oh, now we're going to deal with substance. Substance. What is substance? Here's a Greek word. Here's what it means. Hupostatis. You like that? Hupostatis. A setting under support. An essence of assurance. So Jesus is, is, is he's, he's putting a support underneath upon which everything will be built. And the support is his life, his promises, his perfection in your behalf. What does the Bible say? Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of the things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith preceding as a real fact what is not revealed to the senses. That's your definitions taken from the Amplified Bible. Now what does the Bible say? And this is the record that God has given unto us eternal life and this life is in His Son. He that has the Son has life. He that has not the Son of God has not life. Here's another way of saying it. And this is the record that God has given to us eternal life and this life is in the Son. Here's another one. And this is the recording of the title deed that God has given to us eternal life and this life is in the Son. He that has the Son has life. He that has not the Son of God has not life. Now, we hear John is saying to us, my purpose in writing is simply this, that you who believe in God's Son will know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you have eternal life, the reality, and not the illusion. There are many people that sit in our churches, Sabbath after Sabbath, believing that somehow they're going to make it to heaven simply because they are sitting in the pews Sabbath after Sabbath. What a tragedy that will be when Jesus separates the goats and the sheep. And he says, here on my right side, here on my left side. And he sets some people over there and they say, well, wait a second. I was a Sabbath keeper. I went to church every Sabbath. I paid tithes and offerings. And, and the Bible goes even further than that. Didn't I not cast out demons in your name? Didn't I not do many miracles? And, and goes really into depth. And Jesus says what? Depart from me. I never knew you. Why did he never know them? Because they never really came to Jesus and said, Jesus, I rely entirely upon you for salvation. And Jesus didn't know them. You know where that word know comes from John 17, 3. Where it says, and this is life eternal, that they may know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. You want to have life eternal? You better know Jesus. Because he came to show us the Father. And you know the Father when you know Jesus. And that's eternal life. That's God's definition of how to get it. So what? You still don't believe the reality of this salvation? What you don't have is a copy of your grant deed. This is your happy day. It just so happens that I have one with me. Looks like this. Or it looks like this. There it is. Let me read it to you. It says, and this is the record that God has given unto us eternal life. And this life is in the Son. He that has the Son has life. And it quotes the verse, 1 John 5, 11 and 12. And then it says that the undersigned grantor declares this document transfer tax is the gift of God. 
And it says, For valuable consideration receipt of which is hereby acknowledged, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, creators and rulers of the universe, hereby grant to Adam and his descendants, including but not limited to Abel, Enoch, Abraham, Sarah, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Rahab the harlot, Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets of God, and to whomsoever will come, both from near and afar, and Jesus the Christ, and all who believe on the Son of God, as promised in the book, and to all who in faith place their names upon this deed of promise, such as named herein, and it has a place there for your name. You can write it right in there. And it goes on. It says this following, describe real property. Now, what is the real property? Well, you can't read it, but it says the universe of creation. And it says in the section of Orion, namely the heaven of heavens and the earth made new. God is going to be the center of the universe. He's going to dwell in our earth. That will be heaven after that. And over to the left, it, it, it has the notary part, and it says, uh, dated from before the foundation of the earth. Isn't that right? Wasn't Jesus pledged to be our Savior? Should anything happen? And it was before the foundation of the earth. And it says that it is <coughs> uh, recorded in heaven before time began. And it says the notary public in and for this county says that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit personally appeared to them. And it says in, in the scriptures, it says, Holy men of old were moved by the Holy Spirit. God spoke through them. And it's all signed. And then over to the right on the bottom, it says God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Don't you wish you had one of these? You, you, you know what the value of it is? Is you can look at it. I mean, you do have one. Looks like this. And everything that it says is in here. But you know, some of us get tired real quick. Especially when we get to the begats. It just wears us out. And, but the most important part of the Bible is, Jesus loves you. And, and, and the value is that who told Jesus to say, I love you? Now, let me interject something here. It's not on the screen. I could have said, Jesus would like to say, I love you. You get the difference? He'd like to say it. Many times I read in the bulletin and it says, so-and-so would like to say this. Or someone gets up in front and says, I'd like to welcome you all to the church this morning, but I'm not going to. <laughs> but Jesus doesn't do that. He doesn't say, I'd like to. Jesus says, I love you. I love every one of you. I've given my life for you. And the Father says, and I love Jesus for what he did. He brought you all back to me. He says, the Father was reconciling all of us in Jesus to himself. Because he knows that every one of us want to have eternal life. And once we see heaven, we'll be all excited. And since he's there, he knows what it's like. Well, I'll tell you what I did. I anticipated that someone here in this room might want one of these. And so I brought some with me. I made some copies. I actually didn't make them. A young lady came and helped me. Stayed up all night long copying these. Is there anyone here that wants one? Well, I'll tell you what. It's going to cost you. <laughs> you neither as cats, didn't you? So, do you want your own copy? Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 says what? 
For by grace are you saved through faith. And yet not of yourselves. It is the free gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. Well, let's see what's going to cost us. There it is, right there. Kind of small, isn't it? It's free. It's free. All you have to do is come and get one. You see, we all have to come to Jesus. He's knocking at the door of our hearts. And he wants us to have proof of our salvation, which is in Christ. And it's nice. I have one lady, she's a 90, 94 years old now. And she actually has this framed in her house. And she looks at it all the time and tells me, Pastor, I love that you went and did that for me. Because I can look up there and I can know that I have a title deed to the kingdom of heaven. I need a helper. Hey, don't run away. You get one too. Absolutely. Everyone that wants one gets one. I, I need a helper. Oh, there's two helpers right there. Can you help? Come on up here. And here's another helper. Here, you take some, you take some. I got some more for you. Now, some of the folks didn't come up because they don't want a crowd. So, let's make sure everybody gets some. Here, Harold, can you help too? There's people about, hey, there's somebody right behind you. Now, faith is the title deed. I want to talk about the title deed and the recording. You see, when you own a piece of property, well, let me back up. When I was about 20 years old, I was looking through the Popular Mechanics magazine, and in the Popular Mechanics magazine in the very back, it said, own a piece of Colorado. And I wanted a piece of Colorado. I wanted it so bad, I cut out that little thing, and I said, I'm going to get a piece of Colorado. And so I started working hard to save up money to get a piece of Colorado. And I found out all I had to do was put down a deposit, and then they would give me some paperwork that said I owned a piece of Colorado. Now, I didn't quite get the whole process. And, and I missed some of the important things. Like, like where was this piece of Colorado? Was it on top of uh, Pike's Peak? Or was it down in some desert part of Colorado? Where was it? You still have some left? You might want to walk along and see if there's anybody that needs one. Everybody ought to have their own. Especially if you're a young person. And so, and so I found out through a lot of investigation that the money that I put down for the piece of Colorado was a down payment and I had to keep paying so I kept paying but I still didn't know where this property was or what it looked like but I had a piece of paper that said I owned it even though I was paying on it it said I owned it I owned the piece of Colorado and I'd never seen it now faith is the substance of things hoped for. I hope when I got there it was going to have a white fence around the house. <laughs> and it was going to have a fantastic well and a view of the mountains with snow on them in Vail, Colorado. No, but it wasn't, it wasn't that way. <laughs> and, and so I, I had this great desire. I wanted to see this piece of property I had, this great desire. And, and, and I have this piece of property, and I've never seen it, and all I have to prove that I had it was this piece of paper. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. How many of you are hoping for heaven? Faith is the substance. It's the, it's the contract. It's the title deed like you have in your hand. 
It's the grant deed. God has granted it freely. He's given it to every one of us. It is the deed that you get right now. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence. This is your evidence. And you see it has to be recorded. And that's what I didn't know. You can have a deed and if you don't record it, you don't have anything. But a piece of paper. But God has said, so that we would know, you know, he knows all these legal things, so he doesn't get messed up. God said in 1 John 5, 11 and 12, now here is the record, the recording of your deed. Here is the record. God has given unto us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that has the Son has life. And this is the record. The Bible is the record. It's the recording. And so now I found out I can record it. And when I record it, now I've got it. But I still haven't seen it. How many of you have seen heaven? You still have it. It's still there. Jesus promised it to you. He recorded the document with his Father. And you have eternal life in Jesus. Amen is more than that. Thank you, Jesus. Anyone didn't get one? There it is. It's free. Jesus paid it all. The price and the recording fees. Desire of Ages, page 347. So in spiritual things, to talk of religion in a casual way, to pray without soul hunger and living faith avails nothing. Are you serious about your own salvation? That's what, basically what it's saying. Are you serious about it? Then you have to go beyond casual way. You have to have soul hunger and you have to be, have living faith. Otherwise, it avails nothing. A nominal faith in Christ which accepts him merely as the Savior of the world can never bring healing to the soul. You can come to church every Sabbath. You can listen to the sermons. You can get all excited. But if you don't have more than a nominal faith in Christ, what are you missing? The faith that is unto salvation is not a mere intellectual assent to the truth. He who waits for the entire knowledge before he will exercise faith cannot receive a blessing from God. You know what that's saying? It's saying that many people are on the line. And they know, they know that God is calling them. They know that Jesus died for them. They know that they ought to be baptized as a public demonstration of their faith. But they don't do it. They don't seek out the pastor and say, Pastor, I need to be baptized. I want everyone to know that I love Jesus. I want everyone to know that I've accepted Him as my Savior. So, he who waits for entire knowledge. Well, Pastor, I've got some problems. I don't know. I'm, I'm reading through the Bible and I don't understand this and I don't understand that. You know, there, there was an Ethiopian going along. He was an officer in the time of Jesus. And he was riding on a chariot, had a chariot rider. And as he was riding, he was reading the scriptures of that day. And he was reading Isaiah 53. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter. And, and he read all about Jesus and, his, and Jesus going to the cross. And God saw him from heaven reading. You know, the eyes of the Lord go to and fro throughout the whole earth, seeking those whose hearts are turned toward him. And so God saw that Ethiopian, and he went to Philip, and he said, Philip, would you like to go for a ride? And Philip said, there's nothing to ride in. And the Lord said, oh yeah, I got a chariot. In an instant, Philip was standing on the side of the road, and that Ethiopian came riding by in the chariot. And as he rode by Philip, he heard the Ethiopian say, 
How can I understand except some man teach me? And Philip said, here I am. Lord, send me. He got up in that chariot and he went along and he explained all about Jesus, the Son of God, dying for our sins. And then the Ethiopian's eyes were opened to understand Isaiah 53. And when he got done uh, understanding that, he turned to Philip and he says, what is keeping me from being baptized? And Philip thought for a moment because they were out in the desert. And he said, well, we need some water. A whole lot of water. And just at that moment, God created a well that made a whole lot of water, apparently. That's my, my sanctified imagination. And I just saw this big pool of water. And, and, and the Ethiopian said, well, there's water right there. And Philip went down and baptized him. And he went home rejoicing. And you know that today the country of Ethiopia is a Christian country. There is no such thing as a Christian country because every Christian is in a country. But there in that country of Ethiopia are strong Christians who can take their lineage all the way back to that Ethiopian that was riding in that chariot, that was baptized that day. We need to make our calling and election sure all the time. Let's go on. It is not enough to believe about Jesus. We must believe in him. And if you believe in him, the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed out of the hand of the enemy. The only faith that will benefit us is that which embraces him as a personal savior, which appropriates his merits to ourselves. You may not know the answer to every Bible question, but if you love the Lord Jesus Christ and you have not been baptized, then you need to be baptized to let the world know that you know that you love the Lord Jesus Christ and you have accepted him as your Savior. And I'll tell you something a step further. That if you have been baptized, but since you've been baptized, you've been living like the devil, then you need to be rebaptized. You need to be rebaptized. You cannot go back and start over again. What is past is past. But you can start right where you are right now and make a new ending. How many of you want a new ending? Okay, let's see. Okay, we'll fill the baptistry next week. Ah. Uh, we need to do it. You know in your heart we need to do it. Many hold faith as an opinion. Saving faith is a transaction by which those who receive Christ join themselves in a covenant relationship with God. You're making a, a contract with God. God, I'm going to trust in you. God says to you, I am able to present you faultless before the throne and I will do it. Genuine faith is life. A living faith means an increase of vigor, a confiding trust by which the soul becomes a conquering power. Living faith in the Redeemer will smooth the sea of life. It will deliver us from the dangerous ways in the way that he knows best. Not because we see or feel that God hears us are we to believe. We are to trust in his promises. And when we come to him in faith, Every petition enters the heart of God. Can you imagine that? Every prayer, when you come in faith, enters God's ears and he responds to every single prayer. When we have asked for his blessings, we should believe that we have received it and thank him that we have received it. And then we are to go about our duties assured that the blessing will be realized when? When we need him most. That's when you want it. When we have learned to do this, we shall know that our prayers are answered. God will do for us exceeding abundantly according to the riches of his glory and the working of his mighty power. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory 
by Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. Don't come Sabbath after Sabbath and hear the words of truth preached to you and turn around and just leave this building without doing what Jesus said. Because there is no salvation in that. We have to be doers of the word. You choose. Trust and obey. Faith and salvation. Now is the day of salvation. Jesus loves you. And so do I. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven. We're so glad that in your word you tell us. Now. Faith is the substance, the title deed that says that we have eternal life, even as Jesus said it, but this is the recording of that deed. And you have promised us eternal life in Jesus. You are such a fantastic God, and you are trying so hard to arouse our attention, to arouse our interest in you so that you can give us eternal life, so that you can give us everything that you've been waiting all these years to give us. If you had a refrigerator, our picture would be right on it. What a God you are. We just pray, Father, that you will not give up, that you will continue to send your Holy Spirit into each one of our hearts, that we will respond because the time is coming when you won't be able to do it anymore. We pray that every one of us here will make a decision for Jesus this morning, right now, today, because you have asked us to. With every head bowed, every eye closed, those who are making a decision for Jesus this morning, raise your hand. Only God sees it. Even the pastor's eyes are closed. Just raise your hand. Say, Jesus, I want salvation, and I want you as my Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Savior. God bless every one of you. God bless you richly. Richly. More abundantly than you can imagine. God bless you this day.